Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So Washington, D.C. is the land of hypocrisy. But let's talk about Donald Trump's unique brand of life and death hypocrisy. Because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. Welcome to another episode of Justice Matters. And today we're going to talk about Donald Trump's unique brand of hypocrisy. Now, if y'all don't mind, I'm going to look at my notes from time to time because my teleprompter went out. That's a joke. I don't have a teleprompter. Although I do have a dry erase whiteboard and um, I'm not bragging, but I've just about mastered that technology. So, you know, I'm kind of proud of myself. Um, but I'm going to look at my notes from time to time and, um, you know, a, a quick trial story. For 30 years, I was in courtrooms trying cases. I never was interested in leaving the courtroom other than, you know, for meals. And, um, and I was taught both in law school and when I was in training before I began working as an Army JAG prosecutor back in the 80s, I was trained that, you know, don't look at your notes. Don't, don't, don't refer to your notes. And that never made sense to me. Um, I, I used to say, well, first of all, I'm not smart enough to keep it all up here. So I kind of need my notes from time to time. And the other thing I used to say is I'd, I'd rather refer to my notes and not miss an important point than not refer to my notes and miss an important point. So I, I promise you in every single opening statement, closing argument I ever made to a jury, I would always say, you know what, folks, let me stop for a minute. I'm going to refer to my notes because I want to make sure I didn't miss anything important. I'd refer to my notes and I almost always had missed something important. And I would tell the jury that and I would say, okay, folks, let's, let's get back into it. Um, so I'm going to look at my notes. Um, so I want to start with the proposition that DC is awash in hypocrisy, right? We all know that that is not breaking news, but you know, Guys like Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham really take hypocrisy to a whole nother level. I mean, you know, these two individuals looked us in the eye four years ago and said, there will not be a confirmation hearing in year four of a Trump presidency. That's what they were trying to sell us, right? Because they were holding up the Merrick Garland uh, nomination by President Obama unconstitutionally because the advice and, and consent clause in the Constitution does not say the Senate provides advice and consent only in the first three years of a president's term. So Mitch McConnell was acting in a blatantly unconstitutional, unlawful way back then. But they told us, don't worry, in year four of the next presidency, there will be no confirmation hearing of a Supreme Court justice nomination. And now 
And remember, Lindsey Graham said, hold the tape, use my words against me. And now those men look at us and say, of course we're gonna hold a confirmation hearing in year four of Trump's presidency. In fact, we're putting it on an expedited track because we don't care about our hypocrisy. He might have, they might as well say, it's called hypocrisy. Get over it, folks. And if anybody can explain to me how a single voter in Kentucky or South Carolina could vote for those two individuals, I'm all ears. So hypocrisy in Washington, D.C. is nothing new. But let's explore some, what I would call life and death hypocrisy in the age of Donald Trump. First of all, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Prevention and Control, or Disease Control and Prevention, I think, is the, is the accurate um, title. They tell us that we should take the following precautions to guard against the coronavirus. And this has become like the ABCs. This is like the Pledge of Allegiance. Everybody knows it now. Wear masks, socially distance, don't gather in big crowds, wash your hands. We all know this. School children now know this. But what does Donald Trump do? Understanding that his own government, the CDC, a federal agency over which he has control, tells us do not gather in crowds, socially, socially distance, and wear masks. He orchestrates an enormous crowd at the White House on September 26th for the SCOTUS nomination ceremony. And look at the pictures, folks. Look at the pictures of the powerful and the influential and the connected, right? The masters of the universe, a la Bonfire of the Vanities. They're all packed into the Rose Garden, shoulder to shoulder, no social distancing, no masks, a few, a smattering of masks, and I'm sure Donald Trump shot them some nasty glances, glares, if he, if he caught them wearing masks at one of his ceremonies. But the, you know, rich, powerful, influential, connected people ignoring every single recommendation of the CDC to protect themselves and protect others against contracting the coronavirus. So when you look at those pictures of those crowds, is it any surprise that I'm not going to say they're dropping like flies, but they're being diagnosed like flies, infected, 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 infected. Let's look at one person in particular. Chris Christie, one of Donald Trump's I don't, associates, henchmen, enablers. Pictures of him hugging and kissing and breathing all over the guests. And Chris Christie is infected with the coronavirus. Whether it happened at that ceremony or it happened sometimes, sometime prior to it, all he had to do to protect himself and more importantly, to protect others was don a mask, socially distance. But it seems to me, folks, that these people, 
right? The rich, influential, powerful, connected people think that their power and their wealth and their status provide some kind of a, a magical shield against the virus, right? Their superiority somehow magically protects them against the virus because they know full well what they should be doing, how they should be protecting themselves and others, and they just don't care. And as a result, they're being infected like flies, one after another after another. These people have what is like a mind-boggling mix of ego and arrogance and recklessness and callousness and a sense of superiority, invincibility. You know, I would call it faux superiority because it looks like the virus doesn't really care about Chris Christie's superiority. Let's shift gears. So let's talk about the medical treatment Donald Trump is receiving. I'm going to turn to his diagnosis, in air quotes, in a minute. And I've been harping on this in recent days, and I can't quite let it go. And I'll tell you why. I'm prepared to let it go. Let's talk about his medical treatment. Did you see the pictures of 10, count them, 10 doctors in crisp white lab coats, all attending to Donald Trump's every medical need, all closely keeping watch over his every vital sign. Isn't it beautiful that while Donald Trump gets such excellent medical care from 10 doctors, his DOJ lawyers are in court fighting tooth and nail to take away from the American people, tens of millions of Americans, take away their health care. If that doesn't qualify as deadly hypocrisy, what does? You know, the shoe seems to fit there. Let's, um, let's talk about Donald Trump's diagnosis, right? Because the alternate facts crew, right, the Kellyanne Conways and the Kaylee McEnany's and the, and the Dr. Feelgoods, right? This White House physician, Dr. Connolly, um, not a medical doctor, right? A DO. Not that I'm looking down or criticizing or mocking DOs, but he's not a medical doctor. And you would assume the White House physician would be a medical doctor, an MD. They all tell us, Donald Trump's got the COVID, tested positive. You know what? I don't buy what the alternate facts crew tries to sell us. I'm not buying it. Is it too much to ask for just one, just one trusted medical professional, just one credible public health official like Dr. Fauci, who apparently has been you know, kidnapped or is in a bunker or because we have seen and heard nothing from him. You know, I would like to see Dr. Fauci on live TV, run a Q-tip up Donald Trump's nose, test it and tell us all, I can confirm, ladies and gentlemen, 
that he is positive for the coronavirus. That's not too much to ask. Just one, just one credible government official, credible, trustworthy, reliable medical professional to tell us that Donald Trump is in fact coronavirus positive. Because what I suspect we're going to see is in the coming days, Donald Trump is going to walk out of the hospital. He's going to emerge to great fanfare. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be, well, his version of tan. And he's going to announce, I beat the coronavirus and folks, you can too. It's not as bad as the Democrats are saying. It's still kind of half a hoax. Look at me. I battled through it in a matter of days. And maybe the next thing he tells us is that he took a magic elixir and we can too for just $19.95. But wait, there's more. You know, and the more will be, and you can vote to reelect me in November and I will cure everyone the way I was able to beat the coronavirus. With Donald Trump, the grift is always the thing. You know, Hamlet said the play is the thing. With Donald Trump, the grift is the thing. Always the grift. We'll stay tuned. Let's see what we hear from Donald Trump in the coming days. In the meantime, it would sure be nice if we would just have one trusted public health official, medical professional, tell us straight that in fact he or she can confirm that Donald Trump actually tested positive. And this whole thing isn't just the new con, the new game that Donald Trump is running on the American people. We'll stay tuned, folks. And um, I want to just say if you have any interest in supporting our content here, um, this is kind of an all-volunteer effort on our part, Uh, You can go to patreon.com. You can become a patron. We have a big team of Team Justice members who are um, patrons, and um, we do Zoom chats every Sunday evening for a couple of hours usually. Um, I learn from them probably more than they learn from me, but it's a wonderful community. And if you want to support our efforts, our content, what it is we're trying to do here, um, you can go to patreon.com and become a patron. Um, As always, I'm on Twitter day and night trying to answer people's legal questions. And, um, and I will continue to post a video a day, legal analysis a day, talking about, you know, Trump's crime of the day or Bill Barr's abuse of the rule of law du jour. And we will keep at it and keep at it and keep punching and keep punching and keep encouraging everybody to get to the polls and numbers too big to rig and too real to steal. Because that is how we will take America back. That is how we will turn a corner. And that is how we will begin to move forward toward accountability for the crimes, the corruption, the abuses that have been perpetrated against the American people, against the United States, and against the immigrants who come here yearning to breathe free. Um, Because everybody needs a voice and people need justice. And justice matters. It matters. Please stay safe, folks. I look forward to talking with you all again 
tomorrow.